headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, newly minted. We're here. Uh, has been on a couple of times on the air so far and going to do going to do this hour with me is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Just a reminder, Jade has led a bazillion Financial Peace University classes, has listened <laughs> to every show that I've ever done in 30 years, so she knows all the answers to all the questions. And uh, Oh, and uh, she and Sam paid off almost a half a million dollars in debt. Okay, that's a tall order, Dave, but... Uh the 460k of debt that 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 one's about right the part the first one was correct <laughs> the first one was correct i mean no the last one was correct yeah, yeah okay and, and, and the, the others FPU might part, have been slightly exaggerated uh, slightly slightly definitely listened to you for the better part of 15 years almost all three hours well you and sam used to play answer the question in the car before yes. i did yes we they, did. They, people would ask questions y'all see if you could beat me to it oh yeah you're talking about true nerds here yeah. and, and and i used to put the personalities to the test Ooh. when they came in I'd, I'd listen very closely to those answers but of course they were nailing it too so ah of course <laughs> and now you just lied again because they don't always nail it well well you know that's not for me to say dave that's for you to say <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with Chicago. David is on the line. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, excited to talk with you all today. You too, um, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, what's up? So I have a side hustle that has turned into something far more lucrative than I thought it could ever be, to be honest with you. That's great. Um, and it's making, yeah, it's making real money. Well, um, wait, 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 help me. What's real money? Um, I made $30,000 last year with it. 30000 As a side hustle, that's yep. good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally unexpected side hustle. Um, but I cannot tell you where a single one of those $30,000 went. Um, I looked at the reporting over the weekend, and I almost threw up. So, <laughs> yeah. My, my question is, like, how do I tame this side hustle? Because it's very hand-to-mouth, my own personal thing. No one watches it. I work and I get paid. I just want to be better with it and actually have some money to to look at at the end of the year. What, what are you doing, dude? So you might be able to hear it in the background, but I'm actually uh, a bird sitter. I was going to so say, I'm it sounded guy. like animals. Yeah, uh, she, she is not calming down, and I, she will knock it off of me, but here we are. Um, but no, I, I bird sit for about 100 different parrots in Chicago, oh and I'm the, the number one guy on Google. If you search bird sitting Chicago, I'm the first guy that pops up. So 2023 could be a, a big year for me. And I, again, just want to make sure I'm not burning the cash as it comes in. Is it just you? You're the only one bird sitting? <laughs> it, it is. It is just me. Yeah. So I have a certification. I've worked with parrots for over half my life and I'm very, very good with them. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just me and my, me and my Ultima driving around, taking care of the birds. Wow. Very cool. Good for you, man. That's fun. Thank you. So the easiest way to get started on this is just pr- treat it like a business because it is. And uh, I would just open up a separate checking account, Bird, Bird Sitters R Us or whatever it is, right? And just uh, put your name on there, uh, David so-and-so, DBA, doing business as uh, Bird Sitters R Us. And you just do it in your Social Security number. You don't even need a tax ID number to do it. And then throw all of your bird sitting money into that account. 
And, and, it, and then you can just pull up the register on that account at any point, and you can tell what's going on. You can tell where the money is, right? And then if you pull it out of there to bring it home, quote, unquote, out of the business, you need to set aside a fourth of it for taxes, because as you have discovered, you have $7,500 in taxes due on this, don't you? Sure do. Yep. And don't have any money. Well, that I was smart enough to do to like have it move. Um, the processor that I use will save the taxes for you. So oh, I have that set aside at least. So I'm not like facing down Uncle Sam with a, a frown face. Good, good. Um, but I do have another kind of follow up question. How do you find the discipline? Because I, I did that. I made a checking account and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to look at the money. And then I'm like, oh, this thing, this thing, this thing. It just, it just goes. My mom says I'm like a sieve with cash. Wait a minute. It, and, goes, uh, out of the pa- it goes out of the bird account? Yeah, I just spend it. Like, what okay. are some tips for discipline on that? Like, Okay, you don't have a budget on your personal account, do you? I don't have a budget on anything. Yeah, I know. I could tell. It sounds like he needs to sit down and, and keep his money separate. You've got your personal money on one side. You've got your business money on a separate side. And, uh, David, it sounds like with your business, you really need to get organized and write down what your outgo is, what your expenses are, right, and 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 how much money that you're bringing in to find out if you really can, you know, and, and decide, can I take a payroll? If I can, it's going to be this amount and I'm going to do it, you know, every month and really just get organized. It sounds like that's really what you're lacking because the business sounds like it's making money. It almost sounds like it's making so much money for you that you feel like you can be frivolous. And yeah, I think that that's a dangerous place to be. be lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, uh, what's your day job pay? So I make 70 K a year. Okay. I'm so you have a hundred thousand dollars coming in. How old are you? 33. And you're broke. Yes. Okay. Here's your why you need to get disgusted with how stupid that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is so stupid. I know. Ridiculous. I mean, I, that's a good thing. I mean, it's like after COVID, I ate so many donuts that I got disgusted about how fat I got. <laughs> sure. So, cause I ate every donut in a 50 mile. So you have to get disgusted <laughs> and go, I'm going to change this crap. This is crazy. And I, you know, you got to have, a, there's a healthy level of disgust that precedes human transformation. Like I've had it. I'm sick and tired yeah. of being sick and tired. I don't like this I'm- feeling of being this inept. I don't like this taste of regret with a hundred no, grand going it. through my fingers and I have no idea where it goes. That taste on my tongue is awful. It's like a bad fruitcake this time of year, right? And so I want to stop that. So now, now we've got you, and you called here, and you, mm-hmm. so you already knew, right? You are you knew oh, yeah. that. You told me what I just told you back. I didn't tell you anything <laughs> new. I'm not. You called him stupid. No, I just said what he's doing is stupid. Okay. So <laughs> no, the, I, I, you know. But I'm, so I, here, I here's the thing. Like, now you no. got now you got a why. Because if you keep eating like you've been eating, you're going to keep looking like you've been looking. You keep spending like you've been spending, you're going to keep being broke like you've been broke. you got to change your habits. So we're going to sit down Mm -hmm. and do a personal budget on where the money's going to go. And then when we move money out of the bird account into the personal account minus tax withholding, then we've got an assignment for it already preset in the personal budget. But the personal budget is just regret avoidance. It's just financial hangover avoidance. Like I drank too much and I feel like crap for three days, (laughs) right? It's the same thing. You got this Tate, you got this hangover and it's the exact same thing. You've been partying and and you're tired of it. It's time. You you just said, I'm going to grow up. Good for you.
Well done. We're going to help you. Hang on. Send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover, which will walk you through exactly what to do. But you just need to say, I'm worth fixing this because I don't like where I am, so I'm going to change it. This is The Ramsey Show. personality jade warshaw is my co-host today she starts her career off with a bird sitter <laughs> here on the ramsey show this is how we break them in here we do it right i'm glad to know it was birds at first i thought it was monkeys so <laughs> oh i don't can't count on one hand the number of bird questions i've gotten over 30 years but we just added them to, we start you off with that so there you go <laughs> Oh, our question today comes from blinds.com. Find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window covering. Uh, you get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Always use the magic word to get the deals. It's Ramsey. That's the promo code, Ramsey. All right. Today's question comes from Linda in Colorado. She says this, my husband changed positions within his company and needs to return his company work truck. And we now need to buy a quote new truck. A lot of new trucks and used trucks are within a few thousand dollars of each other. Uh, sometimes used ones are almost the same as new. I've heard you say many times not to buy new because of the immediate depreciation of driving it off. But does this weird market skew that advice? My husband also reminded me that you said that if you have enough money, you should just buy what you want. Even though we are debt free and have a five million dollar assets uh, and cash, <laughs> I am still kind of a penny pincher and want to keep the truck at or under 30K. What advice can you give us regarding new or used? Oh, man, I love this question. You know, I get it. Like, I think sometimes you can look at the car market and you can think, okay, like I want to do everything the Dave way. And especially with them, it sounds like they're well into baby step seven. You know, I think sometimes when you're in that, you just get used to that, that feeling of holding back and, you know, putting aside. But you know, I think that you guys have earned the right, Linda, to go ahead and buy this truck. You've got 5 million in net worth. And, and we teach here that if you're, if your net worth is over a million dollars, you have earned the right to purchase the car that you would like to drive. And not only a used vehicle, you could actually purchase it outright. Now, if that doesn't feel right for you, I think that's fine. But basically right now, I'm just giving you permission to go ahead and get the car that, or the truck in this case that you're wanting to get. Now, no, you, know, you, you gave him permission to get the truck. She didn't want to. No, that's true. <laughs> she didn't want to. And, and, and they still us. might not. She wanted us to tell him he can't buy a truck when he's got $5 million. Dude, buy whatever truck you want. Buy the truck. And, Seriously, that's ridiculous. And dude. she wants to keep it under 30K, I think. No, 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 no. You need to get a good truck. Yeah, let him go ham. A big truck. Big, expensive truck. <laughs> you got $5 million. I mean, seriously. Now, that's, you, you drive like no one else, so later you can drive like no one else. Yep. And so that's the thing. And, and 
you're in great shape. It has nothing to do with the new market versus the used market. I don't need to give you a rationalization. The only rationalization for you buying a brand new freaking truck with $5 million is you want it, or in this case, he wants it. Mm-hmm. So buy the man a truck. That's what you do. That's you why it. you do this. It's she a small it. thing. Yeah, it's just, it, if you listen, it, like, let's say he drives a $60,000 truck. Mm-hmm. All right, let's double her thing. Forgets to put insurance on it, doesn't set the parking brake, it rolls off the cliff. Right. So now, instead of $5 million, they have $4 million. It's a fraction. A teeny <laughs> $940,000. They're still rich. Do it again tomorrow. <laughs> well, I don't it know about that. It still doesn't matter. <laughs> it, the point is, it doesn't matter. That's right. It's that's a very when small you piece. Can, that's when you know you can afford it. Yep. It doesn't matter, mathematically. You know, when a, you don't do it is when you make $50,000 a year and you buy a $60,000 truck and you've still got a student loan debt and three credit cards and your $60,000 truck turns into 30000 in value in 13 seconds and then you scratch your head and wonder why you can't fund your kid's college fund because you're broke. See, that's stupid straight up. Yeah. Because the new market and the east market are close. Oh, shut up. You're broke. <laughs> you don't need to buy a truck. That's what it, you know, so don't, the, the rationalization doesn't matter. It's the reasoning, and the reasoning's got to do with the ratio. So you're Absolutely. exactly right, Jade. Lady, you're sweet, truck. and you're kind, and your penny-pitching ways is what got y'all here, but you need to enjoy the money, too. I'll tell you one other thing you need to do. You need to turn up your generosity button about three notches. That's it. Crank it up a little more, and that helps you with your penny-pinching. That's so good. When you're, when you're giving more, it also allows you to enjoy the money more in personal purchases as without feeling like you've done something wrong absolutely because then again you're playing that ratio game exactly exactly tim is with us in kansas city hi tim welcome to the ramsey show oh hi you didn't want to talk about being better than i deserve i get to talk to you guys today i love oh, it man. bless your heart merry christmas to you how can we help merry christmas to you so i i have a question i want to know if a decision that i want to make would be considered in your guys's eyes financial infidelity and so my wife and i i've, I've been listening to you for a long time uh w- you know my wife is not on 100 percent on board we've we've come to like an, an agreement between the dave ramsey way and the not dave ramsey way and that basically is we've we've paid off all of our debt right we have no debt except an rv and we've had this rv for a couple of years and her the 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 agreement we came to was she said, I don't care if everything falls apart and they come take this thing away. It doesn't matter. It's a luxury. And, it, you know, I say, okay, so I, I could agree to that, but still deep down, I'm like, man, I just want to pay it off, you know? And, and, you know, we, we have enough money and you know, enough margin uh, that I, I could, you know, how much is the RV worth? Pay it off. Uh, probably about, Twenty thousand. What do you owe on it? About uh, seventeen. You got the money in the bank to pay it off? Um, not not outside of our uh, emergency fund. No. Okay. I mean, I I mean, all of my money is. So, is what, where's the infidelity? Where is it? You're going to be lying to your wife. That's my question. Well, we we the the lie would be we, we agreed. Like I agreed that yes, okay, we we would work towards paying off all of our debt, but she she said no, I don't want to spend extra time and money paying off the RV because she did like she said. What she does she want to do? What what does she want to do with the money? So if, if you've got the margin laying around Move in your on. budget, what is she? 
want to do with that money? We moved on to um, the following baby steps. We no, you didn't. From- you moved on to your own plan. You're not following the baby steps. Uh, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. Then don't, then don't say calling. it. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we funded our emergency fund and started contributing to retirement. Okay. And now, so what this means a- is, you ever, how old are you? 41. Okay. When I was a little kid, which is like a thousand years ago, it's probably older than you, <laughs> probably way older. You probably don't remember this. We played this dumb game called Mother May I. And if you took a step forward without permission, you had to take two steps backward. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. That's where you are. You took steps forward without permission. Now you've got to take two steps back, meaning you guys got to get back to ground zero and start talking again about the vision for our life, about where we want to be when we're 70 years old. Do I want to have a freaking RV payment when I'm 90? Right. Let's back up to that. Instead of you agreed to some stupid butt stuff you shouldn't have agreed to, and you guys need to back up and work on your marriage and communication and value combination, and then the RV becomes a symptom, not the problem. Okay. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. So the, the, my, bo- my bottom line is this. You acquiesced, and I'm not suggesting you stir up trouble all the time in your marriage, but by acquiescing, you were under the illusion that you all were now in agreement, and you're still not in agreement. It's lucky that okay. you guys got that debt paid off. That, that kind of happened by, by accident. Well, he did it. He yeah. got, she, she agreed to that part of it. He mm-hmm. agreed to that part of it. So we accomplished the one goal. But you're not in agreement about how money should be handled and life should right. be lived. That fooled them into thinking that they were on the same page. But yeah. you guys are nowhere near it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still not. Because you're calling us saying, I don't, I don't want to do this. Exactly. I made a bad deal with my wife. And I got to go back and undo the deal because I didn't really believe what I did. And so that's what I'm saying. Two steps back, let's reset the vision for our marriage. And then the RV thing is a non-issue because it's honestly pretty stinking silly that you've got this debt on this RV. It really is. It's not just picking on you or her, but I mean, do you want to be 92 with an RV debt? No. Well, the RV debt's not the problem. It's the symptom. Exactly right. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Merry Christmas, America. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Jeff is with us. Jeff's in Salt Lake City. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Jade, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Jeff. <laughs> it's good hey, to be glad here. to be with you. I just uh, 
wanted to, before my question, just wanted to quickly say thanks, Dave, so much. You know, three years ago, I was in $90,000 in student debt. And as of today, I am $0 in student debt. Woo! Way to go, hero. Well done. Just wanted to say, wouldn't have done it without you, man. I tuned into you during COVID. So my question is, is there a strategy to, uh, to maxing out your Roth IRA? Um, should I do it January 1st and get it done with and put it all in, max it out for me and my wife at the beginning of the year? Or is there some strategy of taking more time throughout the year to max that out? Okay. Well, the, the industry teaches um, a wonderful process called dollar cost averaging. That if you, right. when you're steadily investing a little bit every month, like in your 401k, or uh, if you set your IRA up to be on a monthly draw, then uh, in January, the market is down. You're buying cheap shares. Later on, you're buying more expensive shares as the market goes up and it comes back down. You're buying cheap shares. So you get this, the average of your dollars across dollar cost averaging. And you get to see this wonderful mathematical thing happen uh, that shows your money growing. And the other benefit of that is, is that it's not emotional at all because you just plug it in and never change it. You always invest. Now, having said that, what beats dollar cost averaging is a lump sum investment at the beginning of the year. The downside of that is it's very emotional because here's the rule. Here's the thing to think about. The market has averaged 11.8% since it started. Okay. So let's say it averages. It did an average year. It made 11%. And you put in $8,000 at the beginning of the year in January. So you make 8% on 11. Now you make 11% on $8,000 for 12 whole months. Right? Right. Follow me? If it runs average and you dole it out one twelfth a month through the whole year, you did not make 11% on $8,000. You made 11% on about $4,000. Right, right. You follow me? So if the market yeah. is doing average or up, lump sum is the thing. The average comes from a place. It's the average of the up and the down. <laughs> so you can kind of count on average. Now, however, you could put in. Let's just say out loud, you could put it in, and what would it do by the end of the year? It could be it could be worth less. Right, right. And so if it goes down, you know, it makes it worse if you lump sum it. But if the market continues to average what it has always averaged, on average, you're always going to come out better off lump summing. So I lump sum right. it. But that's because of averages. Awesome. And I'm, you know, and so on average, most of the time that's going to work. More times than not. That's great. Yeah, uh, but in and you know, even if you made let's see, uh six percent, seven percent on eight thousand dollars rather than eleven percent on four thousand dollars, it'd be the 4, same. You still yeah. make more money. Right. Even if the market didn't do what it usually does. Not as down, but it's just not up as much as it usually is. So that's why it works out. That's so awesome. as long as you can emotionally afford to open up your uh, computer screen and go, oh, crap, it went down, and you don't freak out, right? <laughs> if you can do that, I, and I can do that, because I never put it in. I never look at it again once I put it in there. I'm just thinking out 20 years. I'm not thinking out t- two days. Jeff, if you max out your that's Roth. That's exactly where I'm at, too. If you max out your Roth, is that your full 15%? Or what does that put you at percentage-wise? Close, close to it. Close to it. Yeah, I think I have a little bit more after that if I do it for me and my wife. Okay. Okay. Because I, I was thinking you might be able to get the too. best I, of I both like, worlds in some ways where yeah. you're maxing out 
Is this a Roth 401k or an IRA? IRA. Okay. But you can't lump sum a 401k. Oh, that, okay. Well, there you go. So he could get the, the best of both worlds by lump summing that and then still doing some dollar cost averaging into his normal 401k. In, into a 401k. Yeah, that's true. Certainly the balance over there. Because yeah, you don't have a choice I, I, in the 401k. You've got a dollar cost averaging. Right. That's right. Yeah, it does feel better. I know you're saying it's emotional. I actually think it's even it's easier on me. If January 1st, I can just do it all and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm like almost my 15% for the year. I can kind of breathe and just get it done with. It almost feels a little easier for me. But If you can set it and forget it, and a lot of people can, but some people can't. So, you know, if you're not going to be on Twitter going, Dave Ramsey told me to do this, and here it is September, and I lost this money. Oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't understand what the flip I was talking about, okay? No, I so gotcha. If, you know, if you're not that guy, then we're okay. But, it, you know, the most horrible advice I've ever heard in my life, the guy who has told more people how to be millionaires <laughs> than anybody else. I listened to him for 20 seconds. And, no, as long as you're not that idiot, then you're not. You're not, Jeff. And no, he's not an idiot. He's going to be a Baby Steps millionaire here in a minute. I think you're right. Because, A, he's paying attention. B, he's asking questions like that. Absolutely. Good questions. Josh is with us. Josh is in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Josh. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? So wanting to eliminate credit card debt uh, by the end of 2023, but I'm the main income of my household and my wife kind of uh, has a hobby that she does as a side, but that's not enough to really tackle the and eliminate the credit card debt so i'm wondering is it time to give up the hobby and pursue a you know get her to get a quote-unquote real job what's y'all's income at this point combined uh, combined we're looking at uh approximately sixty thousand, we 53 from me and then seven from her you said 63 from you and seven from her, so 70? No, uh, 53 from me oh, 53. and then seven. Okay, from, 70. Yeah. That's 60K total. And um, you said it's credit card debt. Is that all the debt you have in the world uh, besides the mortgage? Is it just the credit cards or is that just what you feel like you're focusing on right now? It's credit card. Okay, and how much? 14,000. 14. And you guys are working the baby steps in order? Have you guys? Yeah, we've tried, you know, the envelope and then do the budget, you know, all the spreadsheets and we've tried, you know, the different methods mm-hmm. and, you know, it's easy to stick for, you know, a short period of time, but then, you know, see, you get okay. off course and then yes, you earning more money is not going to make you stay the course. And I think it's great to earn more money. I'm not, I'm never opposed to that, Dave, but you sticking to your budget and you guys deciding that this is the plan we're working the plan. That's got nothing to do with, you earning money, you sticking to your budget ha- doesn't have anything to do with you earning more money or not. That's you just deciding that you and your wife getting together, deciding and saying, this is what we're doing. And we're, we're pinky swearing on this. And we, we are trusting each other that this is the plan what and we're you, keeping our word on that. Yeah. That's what do, thing what do you, one. What do you do? I work in finance. How old are you? 31. So you're working 40 hours. Yes, sir. Okay. And what's her hobby that you're calling a hobby? She works, but she just doesn't make any money at it. So she's got a side hustle that's breaking even. Uh, She's an artist. And what type of artist? Uh, She 
paints and designs, uh, jewelry. So she's an acrylic artist. I see. Okay. And she puts, uh, y'all have children? Yes. Uh, we have one child. He's five. Okay. And how much time does she put into acrylic art to make $7,000 a year? The holiday season is the busiest time. And so she's putting in, uh, sometimes it's the rest 12, of the year though, after plus, the holiday season's over, she's not putting in three hours, four hours a week on it. Oh no. Total during the down seasons. I mean, it's probably total per week, you know, yeah. 12 to 20. Yeah. So no, it's 12. Um, it's not 20, not she, or, otherwise you'd have a house full of this crap cause right. it wasn't selling. Or you're selling it yeah. for a penny a piece. So, um, no. So, yeah, I think she keeps her hobby, and she picks up a side hustle, and you pick up a side hustle, and the two of you commit to doing a budget. And then you pay off this debt in a year. Why don't you work twice as hard as her? That'd be okay. This is The Ramsey Show. The Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway ends in three days. Count them one, two, three. That means you've got three more chances to win, but you've got to go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter. Enter every day to increase your chances to win our $5,000 grand prize. Of course, no purchase necessary, and you must be 18 to win. RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. The $10 sale is going on while you're there. Check out the number one best-selling books like Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, all of Rachel Cruz's book, all of John Deloney's books, and so on. $10. Hey, that's like stocking stuffers, hardback books. What happened to inflation? I guess we, our marketing team forgot about it. <laughs> uh, RamseySolutions.com. Check it out. Take advantage of these deals and register for the $5,000 giveaway. Jade, it is important, and we saw a theme developing throughout the hour. We did. Um, that we identify, we all, me included, have a tendency to treat the symptom rather than the problem. Absolutely the case. Yep. And uh, the problem with the last caller's household was not his wife's income. The problem was they're not on a budget and they right. don't have a plan and he wasn't working extra. And yet he wanted her to. So there's all kinds of other issues going on there that had nothing to do with her. He probably just didn't like her acrylic art thing. The well, it's easier to focus on the, the, yeah, the external. The problem with the truck is not new versus used. The, the problem is just whether or not we can afford it. Right. So you got to go hardcore and go, okay, what is the root? What is down below the soil that's causing this discussion? I'm not in agreement with my wife about the RV. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, asking a question, should I lie to her and pay it off? No, I will never tell you to lie to your wife under any circumstances. Um, you know, I can't, uh, no, no, you don't, you don't, you just don't do I mean, that's not a 
what that means is if I'm feeling that pressure, it means there's something else going on. So always look for folks, and I have to look for this in the mirror, is, okay, what's the problem? The, the symptom is I got fat from eating too many right. donuts, but right. what's the problem? I discovered that during high-stress scenarios when I work 16 hours a day that I try to out-eat my stress. Right. I'm a stress eater. I discovered that. So I had to discover the real problem. I went, oh, okay, I can't eat every donut in sight just because I'm stressed out, just because I'm trying to figure out a way to keep a company open in the middle of COVID, right? And so I can't do that. It's not <laughs> – it, it's it's counterproductive. I'm going to get fat and die of a heart attack with donuts stuck in my heart arteries, right? <laughs> and they'll, they'll open me up and go, he died of, he needed a donutectomy and he didn't get one. So, I mean, what's the real problem and what's the real symptom? The donuts weren't the problem. They were the symptom. Absolutely. The fat was not the problem. It was the symptom. Well, each of those required an internal realization. They're trying to focus on the external thing. It's, it's the car or it's the RV, it's the budget, but each of those required them looking at something internally and going, you know what, the issue is, I'm afraid to talk to my wife about sticking to the budget. I'm a, I have penny pinched my whole entire life and I have a, a scarcity mentality and now is my chance. I don't have to have that anymore, that's internal. And even with this last caller, all of this requires you to look inward and find out what's at the core root. It's almost always internal, David. It's, it's rarely external with this stuff. You know, it's one of the reasons that we've been so successful over 30 years at Ramsey helping people, guiding them as they transform their lives. Mm -hmm. It's because we recognized, unlike most people in the financial business, not everybody, but most of us, I grew up in the financial business, mm -hmm. academically trained, and most of us were taught if we fix the math, it'll be okay. And it's not a math problem. It's a person in the mirror problem. Personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. And so you can't just fix the math until you fix the cause of right. the math, which usually has something to do with the person in my mirror. Michael Jackson said it. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, I'm asking him to change his ways. Don't make me keep going, Dave, because I just keep going. I'm, I'm <laughs> red. I'm you Don't. could probably just break out in song and it would be the first time it's ever happened on this show. They'd get the hook. They'd hook me out of here. No, no, uh, not you. We've heard you sing. You sing well. So, yeah, but you're exactly right. That's that's the thing. It is the man in the mirror and uh, the lady in the mirror. It's, you know, no one duct taped me to the bed and force fed me donuts. That's right. It didn't happen. That was a f choice of free will. <laughs> I could check with Sharon, but I don't think she no, did. No, she didn't. I can promise you. Not the skinny woman. Nope, not her. No, she's um, she 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 was no she she was not she was not for the donut plan. I'm just saying. So uh, quite the opposite of feeding them to me. But um, here, just eat another six Slap and die early. Die early. <laughs> I want to get rid of you. Die early. I'm taking everything. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, no, that was not her. So, but no, I mean, that, that we can laugh. But here's the thing if you're having a situation like this, my, my teaching for this segment, the thing I'm bringing up, Jade and I are talking about is all of us, and I'm at, freely admitting my own weaknesses in this area and going, okay, how do I transform? How do I do this? Well, I, you know, I have to engage in a something that causes me to change the problem and the symptom will fix itself that's right that's right self-realization yeah it, it, there's something that happens and my dad used to say it all the time he would say you know go clean up the garage and i would go well, are you going to help and he'd go no i thought of it that's half the answer 
<laughs> and so you you know i've done half the work now because of thought of it so that that realization is half of the work oh yeah they say they say that all the time half uh, the hardest part of the problem solving is realizing that you had a problem to begin with and once you can take full ownership over that and i mean full ownership because a lot of times you can say you have a problem but you can start blaming others i know when sam and i were getting out of debt dave and i know i'm pivoting here when sam and i were getting out of debt we we knew we had a problem, but we were still blaming other people. Yeah, we were blaming the, the you know schools what? Everybody and everything but else. Parakeet guy, the first call was blaming the spouse. He sure was this whole hour. Yeah, yeah, they they sure were. I mean, he didn't blame the birds. He didn't but blame the birds. He blamed himself, nobody else. But I mean, she blamed him for the pickup. Yep. He blamed her for the RV. He blamed her for not wanting to take the extra job. It's yep. always somebody else. I didn't catch that pattern. That's a good catch. Yeah. They're, they're, as long as you look, Dave, I've heard this. My pastor used to say this all the time. You cannot blame your way to a better life. It's impossible. That'll preach. As long as you're blaming others, you will not do what it takes for you to succeed because you're going to be waiting around for someone else to do it for you, which sounds a lot like the culture right now. Kind of like victim thinking, uh-huh. you know, victim, victim mentality. mentality. It's this idea of arrogance, like someone else did this to me. Well, yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme's fault. Well, the, the marketing's pretty strong. They made strong. those dadgum donuts delicious. <laughs> it's all their fault, and not they're, they're not nutritious, and they yeah. didn't put the calories on the label big enough. <laughs> oh no! The it, warning from the Surgeon Donut General. It has nothing to do with you getting in your car and turning the key and and spending your money and putting them in your in, in your gullet. <laughs> <laughs> My gullet. Gullet, gullet comes out on the first hour with Jade. That and the Donuts parakeet down guy. The gullet. Well, there we go. All right, this is this is legendary right here. Legendary radio. Hey, seriously, folks, that's the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's it's a painful thing. I was whining after filing bankruptcy with one of my good friends, and you know they're a good friend because I'll tell you the truth. Mm. And he goes, you know, you've been whining for about a year, blaming the IRS and blaming the banks and blaming everybody else. At what point are you going to look in the mirror and go, you signed up for this trip? I went, so well, yeah, I like you. Go jump in the creek. <laughs> I said like, the same thing to Sam. Yeah. He wanted to blame the, you know, our student loans. We had 280000 in student loans. And it's real easy to say, well, you know, we were 18. It was it was a student loan company. It was our parents. They never should have let us sign that loan. And you know what? That could be true. That could be true. But you may never get the the apology, Dave. You may never get the restitution. You may never get that person coming up to you and saying, "Hey, here's I could have done for better." Two hundred thousand. Oh yeah, or here's a check. At some point, you've got to take responsibility for that, and you can make, you know, you can have the right reason all day why this was a bad deal or why this shouldn't have happened. But after a while, those reasons start turning into excuses, and it becomes up to you to do something different. Ladies and gentlemen, you see why Jade Warshaw is now on the team. Woo, baby. That'll preach. Good hour. Good job. Good stuff. Well done, Austin, Ben, James, Zach, Andrew in the booth. The booth dudes making the show happen. Jade Warshaw's first full hour. It was legendary. Well done. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.